good morning, good afternoon, or whatever it else you, it is where you are. We, this is uh, Kyle Teixeira and John Teixeira again, and uh, welcome back to We Are TPM, where we, uh, local property managers, real estate experts, are going to go over uh, um, topics that involve our experience in real estate and just share all the knowledge we can with you. Um, this week, we are going to be talking about using your retirement account for real estate investing or retirement funds for real estate investing, I should say. Um, but if any point in this podcast, we say anything that interests you, brings up more questions, or really just want to talk to us or have a consultation about any of our topics or services, um, shoot us an email at showmethemoney at wertpm.com or give us a call at 817-818-9147. And let's get into the Let's get into the topic. Let's do it. Using retirement funds for real estate investing is, it sounds like a boring topic, but, and, and really it's, it's really a narrow topic for, for specific people that can do this. Right. And, um, but we talk about it a lot in our conversations. Yeah. It's an assumption first that you have retirement accounts or retirement savings, right? That's step one. And now uh, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> just giving you advice on how you can uh, leverage that to do both. Well, as we on this podcast try to stay focused on finding ways to um, share with people how to build wealth with real estate investing, right, mm -hmm. and give them little tips, tips and tricks, we thought uh, using talking about this and expanding on this subject a little bit since we kind of gloss over it all the time would be a great idea. So let's get into it. Yeah, and we gloss over it because, I mean, it's not the most entertaining topic, but it's also one that nobody really thinks about or knows about um, or sometimes even thinks that they have that leverage to be able to do this. So well, that's why we get into it. You know what? The, the truth of the matter is also we are not CPAs. We're not tax accountants. We're not financial advisors. We're none of those things. So as we talk about this thing, make sure that um, – if you're out there listening, you're just getting the opinion of a couple of property managers. Take it with a grain of salt. We'll give you our, our knowledge and our experience. Um, but we aren't those, you know, financial advisors and tax accountants. Yeah, we're giving you the info to go talk to somebody who can, uh, you know, make this make these things happen for you. So, Love it. Let's get into it. So I want to talk about what most people, the most common retirement account is a an employer sponsored 401k account yep correct a lot of well, people have them a lot of employers offer them and by employer sponsored you mean it's through your employer it usually comes out of your paycheck um, right and whether they match it or not that doesn't mean it's not still employer sponsored right no you're exactly right usually nowadays i think i don't know this to be fact but i believe that these are becoming uh, more and more rare, right? Like it's not as common as it used to be to, for employers to offer these, but they're still offering them. It's still uh, still a common thing, especially for larger companies to have. In my opinion, if you work for a company that offers a 401k account, you should totally be taking advantage of it uh, as much as you possibly can, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, because I mean, there's advantages to it if they if they match it. It, there's no reason not to because Absolutely. it's the only way you get free money. Free money that compounds, right? A uh, compound interest is the name of the game, and when it's not only your funds, it's theirs. It helps helps in the long term for sure. So if you if you're if you're listening and you don't understand what what Kyle means by matching it, 
basically what that means is, is you save a certain amount of money out of your account and your employer matches a certain percentage of it. Sometimes a hundred percent of it. Sometimes it's a 25%, whatever. They're all different, Mm -hmm. but they may say, Hey, for every dollar that you save, we're going to give you another 10 cents. Yeah. And it's a double whammy. So it's a, it's a pre-tax, uh, deduction. Right. So it comes out before your money gets taxed. Right. So essentially it's a tax shield that's getting matched by your employer. So a hundred bucks of, say it's a hundred percent, hundred bucks of uh, your untaxed money. And then hundred bucks of your employers goes into this 401k pre-tax. So. so when we tell people that they can use their retirement funds for real estate investing, we better clarify regarding this set of this class of, of retirement fund because there's a lot of different ones out there. There's so. a lot of different ones out there. And we're going to get into a couple more, but this particular one, there isn't the employer gets to direct where funds can go, right? So you usually you're given a list of options, uh, a list of different instruments, investment instruments that you can choose to move in and out of, but it's, you're limited by that, what your sponsor chooses, right? And so there's usually not a real estate fund or a real estate, uh, there's not an option for you to directly invest in real estate within that 401k. Well, you say there's not, it's it's less common. You know, we're, it is more common recently that they're moving to more custom customizable 401k plans, but your point is that you're limited to what the sponsor offers and commonly that's not included in there. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I would, I would even go as far as to say that, you know, it would be too difficult for an employer to include that type of single property investment that we're talking about into their portfolio. So mm-hmm. that just, it, the chances of that happening are extremely low. And I would, uh, Unless would, they're doing, like, it's relatively, I'd say it's relatively new, um, more relatively new to being adapt, adopted is the self-directed employer-sponsored 401ks. Um, so that gives you a little bit more freedom of you control where it goes. Um, they just still sponsor it. So if you're lucky enough to do that, um, you might have some real estate options in there. But. Okay, so self-directed 401ks are for self-employed people. So that's we're well, going to get into that. There's a, there's a hybrid. That's what I meant. But. All right. So we're going to get into that a little bit down the road. But um, so what can we do with this? If we got this employer-sponsored 401k, we can do um, a couple things. Hopefully, maybe they do have <laughs> an investment fund, right? Like a fund that's set up that's real estate related. That is a possibility. But um. You can lo- you can borrow against it, right? You can leverage against it to go buy real estate. It won't be necessarily in your IRA, but you can leverage those funds that are in your IRA or not your IRA, your four hundred one k. You can leverage those funds to help you purchase that real estate as a separate investment. Yeah, and that's part of the whole. You know, I called this pre tax earlier. I'm not going to speak of the definitive terms of a 401k, but the general idea is it doesn't get pulled out until you hit that age mark. Um, if you do pull it out, there's a tax penalty and all that stuff. So the idea is this money is supposed to sit in there till retirement. That's why they allow you to leverage against it and give you a loan against it because right. there's a high probability it's going to be there as collateral. Yeah, I've had a lot of um, my clients do that to purchase their primary residence. Mm-hmm. 
I haven't had a ton do it to purchase investment property, but that doesn't mean you can't do it. People just don't think to do it. They're afraid. I think people are kind of afraid to use their funds. They see it build up. It's kind of exciting to watch your retirement fund build up. The last thing you want to do is do anything to to make it go down real quickly, right? Even though that real estate investment, if you pulled money out of it to put into a real estate investment, that real estate investment is going to give you much greater returns. Mm -hmm. But you don't get to see that in a statement every month. And I think that's that's what holds people back from doing it a little bit. Yeah, sometimes the confidence in what you see can hold you back from from what you can actually achieve, right? And you know, conquering that is part of what this is, is uh, using what you've already gotten and what you've already acquired to acquire more. So sometimes that gives people more confidence, sometimes <laughs> not. <laughs> let's get into, let's get into the next, our next kind of subject would be uh, old 401ks, meaning they're no longer sponsored by an employer. So you've got this 401k still, um, from an old job, right? You haven't done anything with it. It's still just kind of going and doing its thing with no new contributions to it. You can still use that. Most importantly, the best way to use it if you're planning to do future real estate investing is to turn that into a self-directed IRA. Mm -hmm. Now that's different than what you referenced before, which was a self-directed 401k for self-employed people. But um, the IRA, anybody can use, right? We Maybe we have a new job, but we've got an old IRA from an old employer. Um, I, can, I can turn that into a self-directed IRA. Now I've got way more power to buy real estate and do some things mm-hmm. within that IRA that I couldn't do when it was a, an employer-sponsored 401k. Yeah, and you always want to look at the cost reward of, of, of what when you transition something don't just do it you know talk to somebody and get some advice on you know, what penalties or, or drawbacks there might be and like you said you get a new job you get a new 401k <clears throat> doesn't mean you can't roll your old one into your new one to let that one compound even better so. yep. and and you should be talking to somebody about all of this stuff somebody that that is you know uh probably Preferably licensed and somebody that, that can give you great advice about what to do with your IRA. We're just giving you some ideas regarding just regarding investing it in real estate. So with this self-directed IRA, you can actually go buy real estate and have it sitting in the IRA. So you get all the same benefits. Let's talk about some of those benefits. Um, for one, well, why would you do this, right? Why would you take money out of your IRA or use the money or leverage it to do this. And I think the biggest reason somebody would do it is because they need the capital. It takes a certain amount of capital to buy a piece of property. Nobody's giving you a piece of property without putting anything down. So um, I think capital need is the, is the biggest one. Yeah, capital need is usually the biggest one for any time money That's moves right. around anywhere, right? That's so. exactly right. <laughs> How about tax advantages, tax advantages that allow that income, like you had mentioned, to to be tax-free so that while that rental property is sitting in that IRA, its income is being treated just like any other income in that IRA, and it's tax-free 
or deferred, depending mm-hmm. on how you have it set up. You could have that set up as both a traditional IRA or a Roth IRA. You can do self-directed with both types. Yeah, Roth IRA is more structured, similar more to a 401k with the uh, time period penalties and all that stuff. So yeah, you want definitely want to make a decision based on what your time horizon and goals are. So the other biggest benefit that you get from doing this in this self-directed IRA is you avoid capital gains when you sell the property. So if the property is still sitting in that IRA, you sell it, you're avoiding capital gains taxes. So all of that is still taxed. Just like all the other income in that IRA Mm -hmm. would be taxed, it's treated the same way. But the rest of us, when we sell an investment property, we have a capital gains tax that we have to think about and plan for. And you won't have to do that in this case. Yeah, that's true. I mean, if you, it's just a different way. It's significantly lower if, if it's set up correctly is, is really what the advantages are there. Because that can those capital gains taxes can slap you and they can slap your pocketbook when tax season comes around where that kind of protects you from um, separating that out across that portfolio as, as is your desire when you have assets all tied into one portfolio. So just kind of have a shared interest instead of um, putting everything on your own back, I should say. <laughs> mm. Yeah, well, actually, that, that dovetails real nicely into what I wanted to talk about mortgages, right? Mm-hmm. Regarding getting a mortgage within this, uh, within that IRA or, or trying to do it within your retirement account. Um, I actually learned a lot looking into this about um, non-recourse loans. So our traditional mortgage is what's known as a recourse loan. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have the mortgage company has recourse beyond the asset to go after your other assets if they wanted and needed to. And all of our Fannie Mae, FHA, VA, all of our loans are recourse loans. They all operate that way. It's actually difficult to find companies that will do what you would need in this case, which would be a non-recourse loan. That's the only way to get a mortgage within an investment property. So now you're going back to either paying cash for it Mm -hmm. or buying it outside of the investment property and just using that retirement fund uh, funds or leveraging the retirement fund to buy the property, right? Mm-hmm. And essentially what you're saying is the non-recourse part means that that asset is all that's backing yep. that mortgage. Exactly right. Outside of that, there's nothing else for them. So and a, you probably see why that's not the common method because any any bank, any loan that can or any underwriter as well that's you know reviewing a deal like that wants as many guarantees as they can get, right? That's where recourse yeah, comes in. They're taking higher risk, mm-hmm. right? So here's what I learned about these loans. They're at a higher interest rate than a traditional loan. So I don't know how much higher, but they but they're definitely at at, at a higher interest rate. And the down payment on those loans are like 40% versus, you know, your regular, your standard conventional loan is is 20%. I can buy, um, well, if you're buying an investment property, you're most likely putting 20% down. So, um, so you're putting twice as much capital down just to get this mortgage within it, within this, this um, investment product. And getting those tax benefits. So maybe for a really large, high-value property, it might still be worth it to do this, but you really have to weigh the the 
Well, and over time, that, that weight would be uh, a lot stronger because if you're avoiding capital gains on a very big capital gains and appreciation on a property that maybe you sold after 10 years and transfer that into that 40% down payment, then you know, you're not looking at it as uh, a high amount lost. You're looking at or a high amount put forward. You're looking at it as a high amount put forward to the new property instead of the IRS. So, Sounds like a 1031 exchange. We yeah, need to talk about those in the future to too, do don't we? <laughs> so, anyways, um, the the other thing about those those lo- getting a loan in there is it kind of complicates some of the tax breaks also. So some of the tax breaks that we talked about that you get, um, it kind of complicates those as well. Those tax breaks, and maybe we didn't go over them actually, but there's income tax breaks, uh, the capital gains tax breaks that you get by being in there. Um, so. Getting a mortgage complicates those. And when I say complicates it, I read some things that from people that say that you there's kind of some workarounds, but it doesn't sound easy. Sounds like you need to know what you're doing. You need to definitely need to have a professional helping you if you're going to go that route. Not going into the details on that yep. one, huh? Nope. <laughs> Sounded too complicated. Yeah, nope. for sure. So anyways, you know what? That's, I mean, you know what, Kyle, that's, that's it. That's what I got on on anything you want to share about uh, using your investment properties to help. Yeah, I mean, what what I want to say on that is is the mindset around your retirement, right? Um, these days, everybody look you know, less people, especially less people my age, focus on getting retirement accounts, getting set up for retirement. These these accounts themselves are set up for like some of them fifty six and a half or sixty five and a half, whatever it may be. Um, but then there's the whole thing about how people are retiring way later and and that's pretty early age these days where if you pull it out then that money's going to run out um if you know if you live till you're 90 100 whatever it may be but retirement accounts don't have to just be an account that your your folk those exist and you're putting money into them because they're you want to be protected at retirement that's what I say about that is transferring a portion of it isn't just into real estate, isn't just diversification. It's also better longevity because that's going to keep growing and give you your cash flow dividends, uh, regardless on a monthly basis or, or whatever basis. The more of you get from that, you actually get money in your pocket for retirement as well as an account set up growing with, uh, say it's in an IRA or it's in a 401k, that, that's, that's one portion of it. But having it diversified, I think, is very important. So That's a great point. And, and I kind of want to recapsulate a little bit what you just said in kind of my own words. I like to put things a little bit simpler sometimes. And that is converting. What I, what I think you were, were, were articulating there was converting that investment account into a real estate investment will actually net you more toward that goal of, of retirement, mm-hmm. right? You have that account for retirement so that you have money every month to live off of. Well, taking that money that's in that IRA, that 401k, whatever product it's in, and actually using it, pulling it out, leveraging it, or just ending it and converting it and sucking it up and paying the taxes – and putting that into something that's going to uh, net you far more and and benefit you far more when it's time to retire 
at 60, 65, 70 years old, whenever you do that, is seems smarter, doesn't it? When when the I think the problem people have a lot of times, Kyle, is they over focus on the negatives, the short term negatives, right? Yeah, yeah. I, well, I think that's a huge problem because um, it's not just in all investments, risk management is important, right? But a lot of the risk management we talk about is financial risk management and financial analysis of risk risk management. Um, there's also risks in the world and risks in in your Walking retirement. Off the curb. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's risks in uh, what will happen in the next 70, 80 years if that's your retirement horizon, right? And real estate is one of the safest, I'd say, when you look at the risks outside of the financial aspect, um, real estate, regardless of what is happening or what happens in the world ever, it will be valuable, right? We could have an apocalypse. And if you have, <laughs> if you can claim your your say to uh, to land, it's worth something, right? So there's always value in, you know, I made that, I'd go really worst case, right? But um, <laughs> probably farther than I even Even the zombies need yeah, some place to sleep. Yeah, the zombies need somebody to sleep. But uh, <laughs> the point there is, uh, you know, 401ks, Roth IRAs, a lot of that money is safe, but it's still put into markets. It's still put into commodities. Something more volatile than real estate. Yes, exactly. So, so real estate will always be less volatile. I pulled this quote off of, uh, I think I got this off of a website called Million Acres. And I, want, I wanted to, 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 I thought it was interesting. Real estate is the best performing investment in modern history. It is a billionaire factory. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of nutshelling what we've been talking about throughout this, throughout every episode of this podcast. We've been trying to ex- help people explain why why real estate investing is such a strong tool for building wealth. It is, and you have to value the things you can't see, like we were seeing saying at the beginning. You don't have to measure all the time and constantly have access to that measure of wealth to have confidence in its effectiveness or in its appreciation. Um, I heard, I, I saw a very interesting, uh, I forget what it was on. I saw some very interesting couple of weeks ago about billionaires and their net worth, right? We throw these Forbes list and all this stuff that get thrown out with these net worth. You ask these guys directly what they're worth. They don't know. They honestly do not know. That's because it fluctuates day to day. It, yeah, it fluctuates at massive scales that they can't tell you and can't be considered. And um, because they don't value the measure of it, they value the existence of it. But, you know? right. um, well, it's the same thing we do with real estate, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if you tell me the value of a piece of property went down, you know, last month over, I, I don't care. Because I'm not planning on selling that next month. I'm planning on selling that in 10 or 15 or 20 years when it's going to be worth way more, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the only downturn I can recall in my lifetime since I've been owning real estate really is 2008. We had a small blip in the ni- early 90s, um, but 2008 really was was the only downturn that, that I recall. It only lasted two and a half years, right? Uh, if people had... Back then, when they were so focused on the short term, freaking out, the world's coming to an end, if they had that um, hindsight perspective to see that, no, not only is it not coming to an end, but this is going to be a good thing for us, and from here, we launch. 
And in two and a half years, you're back to where you were. And seven years after that, you're, you have, you know, an additional 25, 30% of equity in your home. Just write it out and be patient. That's even more true with real estate than it is in the example you used for all the other investment instruments out there. Yeah. And it's, it's all those times, those, those are short term worries, right? Like, and those those are changing. Those times are getting shorter and shorter as the markets get more involved. People get more active. They get more volatile. Like you know, you you mentioned 08 as a small blip. You know, you go watch the Big Short. That started in 06. You know, these guys noticed it in 06. It didn't crash till 08. It came back by 2010. We knew about COVID in December. You know, it didn't crash the market till March. It came back by August. That's six months now. You, you, you know, you can't, you can't live in the short term if your, if your desires are in the long term, you know, those have to go right. in, in line. Yep. Um, and real estate helps you do that. So. Yes, sir. <laughs> hey, good, good conversation, Kyle, about using your, let's, let's wrap this conversation up because I feel like, I feel like you and I are on the same page when we kind of nutshell this conversation. If, if we really simplify it and nutshell it, I think it's a really smart move to make the decision to use your IRA or I'm sorry, your retirement account funds in some fashion, in any fashion that you deem appropriate for you, whether that is pulling some out, leveraging it, or just shutting it down and converting it into something else. I think it's really smart to do that because real estate is going to be safer and get you better returns than that retirement account is. I am a big proponent proponent of diversification. So I'm not telling you shut all your retirement accounts down. But if you told me that that's the decision you made, I guess I wouldn't hate you for it. Yeah, I mean, and I don't disagree with any of that. I'm big on diversification. I still have retirement accounts in addition to real estate, um, in addition to short-term investments. But that's the point is know what you have, why you have it, and what you're going to do with it. That's probably the most important thing. Um, and it's not about the amount. Like sometimes it's less stressful to own real estate. And that that would definitely be up for debate. But um, <laughs> when you can go look at your retirement account every day on your phone and, and, you know, analyze it and question it and get some stress in, if you know you can't do that for real estate and that matters to you, then, then go do that. Um, one of the worst calls we can, I'm not going to say worst calls, is uh bad for your psyche calls that we can get is like you hear the market's hot you talk to your wife or whatever you know there's not a chance in hell she's gonna let you sell that house she doesn't care what it's worth whatever you still call your realtor and say hey what's it worth i just want to know i'm not selling i just want to know the exact amount that i could have got so that i can stick in my head for the next three years and i can kick myself for not doing it or what i could have got like uh just don't you know it, all investing psychological. Mm-hmm. Try to play around the game as best you can. Is, yep. is my advice because uh, it's just like getting a portfolio statement every month, right? Yeah, like you get to look and see what your net worth is, and that's part of part of what makes you feel confident about walking in the world. And when you walk into Best Buy and and you're about to buy a new seventy five inch TV, if you just got done looking at your your statement and you've got four hundred fifty thousand dollars in your IRA account, it makes you feel a lot better about dropping 1200 bucks on a TV that maybe you need, maybe you don't need. And if you don't have those things, you think a little bit harder about dropping that money on that TV, right? I mean, those 
that all affects how we walk around in life. Yeah, and sometimes it's for the negative because like what you said, I'd still advise the negative because <laughs> while that made you more confident, it's still your retirement account you can't touch for another 30, 40 years. So how did that change your <laughs> ability well, to buy that TV? I know? think what so, I tried to do was describe consumer confidence and that's kind of what consumer confidence is. is but how, gonna, how is our money doing? What, well, I guess what I'm describing <clears throat> is with the proper mindset there you don't buy that TV and you put that 1200 next week back into the retirement account and all that compounding in, of mindset and money for 30 years, you have a lot more at the end of it. So I think it's the pink shirt that's making it's you the think pink that shirt. way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I yeah. think it's the pink shirt. Yeah. Just, maybe it's your green shirt. Maybe. So we got maybe. called Cosmo and Wanda on our, on our green, way out here. So. We did. Green is the <laughs> color of money though, so... All right, let's wrap this up, Kyle. Get get us out of here. All right, thank you guys for joining us again. We are TPM, and y'all have a nice week. Do we have a show me the money call out? Of course. Always show me the money. If you but have... if you want me to show you the money in, with your portfolio or figure all any and any and all this stuff out, send us an email at show me the money at wertpm.com. Or give us a call at 817-818-9147. Hey, you know, the purpose of that email address, by the way, is if you are sitting out there listening to us, and I for one, I don't know why you're listening to us, but if you are, then, and, and you've got some investment properties, we want you, we really want you to just shoot us your addresses so we can help you analyze what you're doing with those investment properties. I've been doing a lot of this lately, haven't I, Kyle? I've been, I've been helping people and analyzing their portfolio and being able to go back to them and say, look what we would be able to do for you if we were managing this for you and taking that stress of managing that property or those properties away from you at the same time so you can focus on acquiring more properties or whatever else, you're building a business. Taking the energy that you're expending away and making you more money. Um, that's the purpose. Show me the money at wertpm.com is just a place for you to send us your property, send us your portfolio so we can do a quick analyzation and, and share with you how we can help. That's our goal. Love it. We are TPM. We are TPM. We out. We out.